you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments. Welcome, Facebook audience, to our, I would say, I believe this is our third Woke Moments podcast for the year of 2021. This podcast, we are focusing on young people and COVID. And my name is Janet Kelly, and I'm the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope. I want to thank everyone for um, bearing with us, especially to address some of the technical difficulties that we were challenged with this morning, but we're just very excited and eager to get this conversation started around a very important topic that's impacting everyone, but especially our younger generations. And so we have with us today three phenomenal um, young adult guests with us. And um, we are are happy as, expert content leaders that they're going to share a little bit about um, COVID, the vaccine from their perspective. The whole point and purpose around uh, this particular discussion is really to have an authentic conversation with young people around their own perspectives around COVID and the vaccine, but also to um, have this open dialogue um, in a sense that number one, we know that choice is very important. So um, shaming or anything related to uh, one's choice not to take the vaccine or one's choice to take the vaccine, um, it's it's an individual choice. And the whole goal again is to talk about these perspectives and then also talk about opportunities and um, engagement with uh, young people as to not only the why, but uh, what do you plan to do next? And so our first guest that I would like to introduce um, because it is Women's History Month is Savannah Hope Williams. Uh, Savannah, please share who you are and, and a little bit about your background. Uh, hi, my name is Savannah Williams. I'm 21 years old. I work for Sanctuary of Hope as a program associate, um, finishing up school right now, studying to be a psychologist, and um, that's it. All right. Next, we have Adam Walker. How you doing? My name is Adam Walker, and I go to Grambling State University. I'm a junior. Uh, currently studying history with a concentration in um, law and society Uh, and I work also as a manager at a uh, at a basic casino great and then we have Jace Philman hey how are we doing everybody my name is Joffrey Stillman I'm 25 years um, years old. I work for Sanctuary of Hope. Um, I'm graduated from Bellevue University with a bachelor's degree in sports management 
and I'm a rapid housing case manager working to help youth um, lives and prosper. Great. And so recently, um, you all, the, the Center for Disease Control um, shared that 20% of COVID cases are, are from young people who are 30 years of age and younger. And that um, majority of those cases around COVID are attributed to young people who work in industries such as retail, uh, fast food, or, or healthcare, or other kind of essential kind of um, employment, which exposes them or creates kind of a higher exposure to COVID than any other population and group. And then um, they also shared that uh, young people um, carry a, a sentiment that um, uh, that since they're the least likely to get COVID, and the fact that they're the least likely to get COVID, that um, they don't uh, they don't engage in necessarily safe practices to prevent COVID from happening. And then as we recently seen in the news, of course, with young people who have headed off to Miami for a spring break. And as, as the partying begins during the spring break season, there's this big worry about young people um, increasing COVID cases. So I'm just curious about kind of what your thoughts are around um, COVID and your experience with even your your friends or your colleagues around um, any fears or fears that they may have about catching the disease. So let's start with uh, you, Savannah, and then we'll go to Adam and then Jay. Um. I mean, I had friends that had COVID, but I don't think it's really, like, a fear of having it. Um, oh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's really a fear for us of having COVID. I feel like this, because you were saying earlier, like, we're the most likely to, I think you said we don't catch it. I don't know. I'm not sure what you said, but I was saying, is it, like, is it us, like, not being able to catch COVID or is it us dying from COVID? Because you said it's like us catching it. So do you mean like us dying from it? So the CDC says that, that you guys are less likely to be hospitalized because of COVID or die from it. But still, although you're least likely, young people are still catching and dying from COVID and also um, acquiring um, severe symptoms that are related to it. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not worried about it right now. Interesting. Adam? Yeah, um, to keep it a hundred percent is is I, I feel the same way. Like, I mean, there I, I don't get me wrong. Like, I do pick and choose my battles with COVID. Like there's certain places I just choose not to go to. You know, especially me being in college and being aware. Like you know, there's a lot of parties and things like that going on. So 
you know, every now and a while, there are, um, there are some times where I feel like that I should not be around people just because, like, it's probably an enclosed space. They're very small, not a lot of air moving through there, so, you know, it's a lot of chance for germs to be, uh, uh, you know, transferred easily. But, I mean, other than that, I don't have the apprehensions on going to Miami or going to Houston or wherever anybody's going for spring break. It's not because I don't believe the disease is real. I just believe that, you know, as long as you protect yourself with anything, that you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? I just feel, I just feel like a lot of times that um, I feel like our older generation has too much of an apprehension on it, you know? Um, and then also, just with the disease itself, you know, um, there I have my doubts with a lot of things that, you know, is hard. It's it's hard to we'll get into that, but yeah, I don't have any apprehensions on traveling or anything like that. Like I said, I do protect myself. You know, I I I stay strapped with a mask at all times. You know, it, it's not like I don't want. I'm not. Uh, I'm a, I'm against wearing a mask, things like that, because I do believe it is real, and I and I am concerned for my health. Okay. Take precautions, okay? Okay. Hey, um, with me, I feel like the time and the era that we're in, in life, and like when generations come down, there's like two generations right now. There's like um, the 1995 generation, and then there's like the 2000 generation. And with the younger generation, um, with their mindset, I feel like um, majority of them have access to the internet, and they are basing their beliefs off what they read from the internet when it comes down to the COVID-19 with the symptoms and whatnot. And a bunch of the youth are taking into consideration that we are young. And if we do get it, um, the type of lifestyle that they're living in is like, hey, if I get it, it's going to go, it's going to pass and I'm not going to pass away from it. So um, I really don't need the vaccine. And then you have um, the 2000 babies are like, hey, I believe in the COVID-19. I want to get the vaccine. And half of them are willing to get the vaccine, but the other half is with uh, with, uh, with the younger generation just saying like, hey, if I get the COVID-19, it's going to go away and it doesn't, it's not really going to harm me. So I really don't need the vaccine. And I feel like a lot of the younger generation is taking that into consideration of if it's not really going to impact me severely, then I really don't need the vaccine. When you have like the 1995 uh, the middle generation I like to consider is like, hey, yeah, I'm going to take the fact, although I am young, I'm considering older people and the people that's around me. So I'm more um, thoughtful towards taking the COVID-19 rather than the younger generation. Like I would consider the 2000, the 2000 and uh, younger generation on not taking a vaccine. So with me personally, um, I will, I'm going to hold off on taking a vaccine to, uh, as long as possible just because um, I want to see what type of yeah. Hold on hold on that one, Jay, because we're gonna get to that one. Okay, okay. Right on. Okay. Well yeah, that's my So so tell me this. So do you do you all feel that it's okay for many of your peers to um we're just gonna use Miami since Miami is like the kind of what's in the news right now. Do you feel that it's okay for many of your peers to be in Miami? out at the beach, um, having a good time, enjoying themselves during this COVID 
during this COVID period? Um, I, I'm gonna take the first stab at that because I'm just gonna go ahead and just say like, if that if we're gonna go with that logic, that means the whole country needs to go back on shutdown. If we're just gonna go, if we're gonna go with that logic, that means the whole country needs to go back on shutdown because there's obvious there's other countries in the world that we see COVID has passed, but it hasn't passed here. Weeks ago, the weeks ago in Los Angeles, it, it, you know, the, the ICUs are filled up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So whether you stay home or go, it's still here. So, you know, I feel like a lot of times that it, it it's, I don't know, it kind of feels like a jab, I feel like, from the older generation because it makes it feel like, oh, you don't take this stuff serious or, you know, this, this, not. And it's like, it's not that we don't take it serious, but it's like, if you're gonna restrict, why not? If 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 you're not gonna just restrict it just to just going to work, why can't I do the other stuff that I'm supposed to do that I want to do? So I'm just supposed to go go to work and go back or whatever. And I'm supposed to stay in school. You know, kids need to go back to school. We have seven. We have seven year old kids sitting in front of a screen for work. Mm-hmm. Seven year old kids. And I'm not talking with autism or anything like that. I'm talking about seven-year-old kids. You really think a seven-year-old kid is really going to be able to sit there for eight hours in a class that's supposed to be in the classroom setting that's their home in front of a computer? But yet, instead, people are worried about us going to Miami. People who can pay to go to Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like people are worried about the wrong thing. Honestly. I honestly feel like people are really worried about the wrong thing. Like I said, if we're going with that logic, mm-hmm. the whole country needs to go back on shutdown. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but like, but to answer your question, to answer your question once again, no, I, I, I yes, I believe they should be having a good time if they're being safe. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe they have, they should be having a good time. I just left Los Angeles a couple weeks ago. I got on the plane. Mm-hmm. I was safe. I wore my mask the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I make sure I sanitize. It's it's all about how safe you're being. You know, it's because at the end of the day, yeah, it's all about how safe you're being. Like I said, we'll get into this stuff later when you ask questions. I agree with you. A lot of it has to deal with how safe you're you're being because, I mean, that becomes um, relatively important. But what I think what gets lost in the overall narrative is that we have young people going to Miami, it's it's still, you know, COVID is still present within um, our nation, some places higher than others. And so there's this constant worry um, among the younger generation is about, you know, potentially being spreaders or, or, or scaling back all the efforts where we've seen that where COVID has been declining. Anyone else have any thoughts or comments on that? Um, me, I feel like the younger people, including myself, um, we try not to live in fear. And I feel like um, the government want us to live in fear. And we are just like, we're like that generous as against like living in fear. And um, 
I feel like as the younger generation, we we've been locked down for like 10 months, almost a year. And we feel like we in a sense, we served our time and um, we have the vaccinations going around and um, people who are getting the COVID-19 aren't as um, the death rates are going down. So I feel like as a whole, we are feeling like we we, we served our time for 10 to 11 months and now um it's time for us to, you know, to, to live a little bit. And um, if you're being responsible um, with wearing your mask, having your hand sanitizer, then yeah, definitely go out and enjoy yourself. Because if it wasn't, if, if they, if, if the COVID-19 was what it, what it really was, then why, why is Miami open for the public? Like if it wouldn't, it, would, it shouldn't be open if the if the COVID nineteen is is what is is really what it's supposed to be. So with evidence, I feel like the younger generation are just living, you know, their life not in fear and um just exploring their options because we've been locked down for the, the last eleven months. And that's facts. Yeah, and, and I also want to interject because I want to make stress this point. You can die from so many more things today than you could than you ever have before. In just the last three months, I've had friends die from uh, cancer at this young age, from cancer, car crashes, being shot, uh, being run over, all types of stuff. So it's not just COVID that's killing people in my eyes. So you know, well, I'm not gonna live in fear because I, this is just how I this is how I was right. Well, how I grew up. Life is short. Life is very short. I don't know when's my next time. My, when's my going to be my last time waking up? Mm-hmm. So if I've never been to Miami, I'm going to go to Miami, COVID or not. Mm-hmm. I'm just, just, this is just me. If if I want to go to Austria, I'm going to go to Austria. If I, if I want to go down the street to the store, I'm going to go down the street to the store. Like, I can get shot down the street at the store, run over. You know what I'm saying? I can catch COVID in Miami. You know, I get run over in Miami. Like it's so many things that could happen. Right. I've I've known so many people that died off to just random. That's not consistent. Random. Right. Random things. So I'm not gonna live my life. Like you said, I'm not gonna live my life in fear. Because, like I said, like if it, I believe, I I 100% believe in, in destiny. You know. So like I said, like I and I, you know I have I believe in higher being. So if it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. But I'm living up to the fullest. Until it is. So especially in this day and age. Right. So I have a personal question to ask you all. So this is really around the vaccine. So I would like to know if you are going to take the vaccine. And if you are, why? And if you're not going to or do not plan to vaccinate, can you share why as well? And then um and then we'll go into kind of what you think some of your peer perspectives are around the vaccine. Um, I'm not planning to take the vaccine as of yet. Um, I want to wait it out just to see if any other side effects come up. Um, I feel like the government or like medicine in general with black people has been iffy. So I don't want to be a test dummy. So I'd rather wait and see after all the time is passed and probably get the vaccine. Okay. Yeah, just to piggyback off Savannah, um, same here. I would just like to wait it out to as long as possible. 
um, history has it, you know, has a history always repeats itself. And um, as African Americans, we have been, you know, uh, test trials when it comes down to vaccines and and the diseases and things of that nature. So I would definitely like to hold off of certain like certain things that I'm keeping in mind right now are like pregnancies, um, birth side effects of pregnancies. Um, if you have any type of like uh, symptoms of like a disease, like asthma or anything, is that like amplifying your asthma and things of that nature? So within like the next six months to a year, maybe a year and a half, I'm just keeping those things in mind and um, maybe do some research on myself of, about the vaccination and if like if it affected birth con birth uh, pregnancies and if you had some type of um, short-term temporary um, asthma uh, did it amplify that or if you had lupus did it amplify that you know things of that nature so i'm just looking long-term with medical issues of the vaccination okay Adam? and 100 um uh, they both make very very good points and it just lastly just to me to me i'm just very very skeptical and i don't know maybe people call me a conspiracy theorist whatever but i just feel like i'm using common sense the vaccine came out, I mean, the, the coronavirus came out, what, uh, March uh, 2019, I mean, March 2020, March 2020, um, so let's go, it's been exactly a year, it's been, it's been almost, what, a year and 10 days, I believe, or a year and 12 days since, since lockdown. Even before then. <laughs> yeah, see, and so exactly, but this is my thing about it. In February, we everybody was looking at China like, damn, that's messed up. You know, like, you know, that ain't over here. And then a month later, it's taken the world by storm. Once again, just common sense. That doesn't make any sense. The bubonic plague didn't even do that. You know, like Ebola didn't do that. Swine flu didn't do that. Zika didn't do that. These are all diseases that have come up. None of them taking the world by storm like COVID did. Right. And then eight I, months I, later. I had a CDC and an a, a administration that was responsive in, in those periods to ensure Set that those things didn't happen in our country. Say that again, I'm sorry. Yeah, but getting back to the, the vaccine is, for me for me and the audience, I, I believe is kind of, is your, are your main thoughts about not taking the vaccine or waiting on the vaccine have, have to do with either how fast the vaccine has come out or is it based on kind of your own kind of cultural um, historical understanding of what has happened to certain communities, it's, medicine, it's, medicine it's, things like it's that. It's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both, but my forefront thought is common sense. It's a mixture of both, just because of our history as African Americans. But honestly, I'm going to put that on the back burner and just put in just the four, like just the pink elephant in the room to me is just how fast the vaccine was made. Just to me, all these other diseases out here, we still got HIV. We still got AIDS, herpes, you know, pancreatic cancer, you know, colon cancer. 
You got these diseases for years, and they've been killing people for years. And this is not about African Americans. This is been killing people for years. But in eight months, you found a, you found a cure. You found a vaccine for a disease that took the world by storm in a month. It it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me because I've I've, ta I've taken chemistry. I've taken I've taken biology. Like I know how long it takes for bacteria to incubate. So and that's a. Oh, go ahead. Huh? So Jay, how how much similar to what Adam was saying? How much of the timing of the vaccine and the. I agree with everything. Okay. <laughs> but just because I'm like Adam, I'm a. I guess you say conspiracist, but I know some stuff be making sense if you really set the time and like think about it. I know the government to me just be doing some shady stuff. So I just don't trust it in general. Yeah, I, I'm definitely on Adam's back with what he's saying. The timing and like with history, it just all it really does doesn't add up. And, and you're saying people who took the vaccine and, and passed out like within the first three or four hours or twelve hours or forty hours of taking a vaccine and people died in two weeks. And these are all just like examples of coming out with a vaccine too soon. You come out with something too soon and you give it to like where where was the trials for like rats and animals and you know things of that nature you just took a vaccine that you made and you applied it to the human race and you're having people die uh senselessly because something was made too fast and was rushed a uh, rush product is never a good product and this was a rush product so do you all feel that you all haven't been given enough information to where you're comfortable enough to know enough even about the changes within COVID, but also kind of what could be, I don't, I don't want to say the benefits, but do you feel like you've been given enough information around the vaccine that would change your mind or influence your thoughts about taking it or not taking it or is it one of those no matter what would be given to you um it wouldn't make a difference as of right now right so it's not that let me say this it's not for me it's all the misinformation nothing is consistent that is my biggest issue. Is that all the information that I receive about COVID, whether it's hearsay, whether it's given from some source that is proven, CDC, whatever. I have never, ever, even doing my research, which I have, I have never gotten any consistent, consistent information on coronavirus across the same level. Since it's been here, that's just my opinion. Maybe somebody else can give me some research, and I will gladly take a look. But since I've been doing my research, let me say this. I read an article published by Microsoft Network. That's MSN. That's like one of the start pages up that comes up on Internet Explorer. And I read, I read that in two days, they, they created one of, one of the vaccine creators. Like, I know, I don't think there's... I think there's five vaccines out right now, if I'm not mistaken. I know for sure there's Johnson Johnson created one, and I know there's one called Moderna. 
Moderna created their Corona vaccine in two days, according to Microsoft Network, according to the article. And if so, if you guys would like to see the article, I will put it up. But two days to create a vaccine? So two days? Like, <laughs> uh, no, no. It takes two days to create a vaccine because it has to go through an like FDA approval process. But it's very important to, to know that, um, that you all feel that there hasn't been consistent information. So my question to you is, if you feel that information has not been consistent or direct or uh, truthful, where are you getting your information? Like, what is driving you to make your decisions or influence your decisions around COVID and the vaccine? So we already heard on my part. On my part, um, I would say there is a lack of information or lack of knowledge on my end. And, um, and I feel like um, in the back of my mind, the reason why I haven't really locked in to try to find like what's in the COVID vaccine and how, what, what type of symptoms are happening right now is because I feel like all the information that I will read that's, is like propaganda in the sense. Um, yeah, they're going to make it, they're going to sugarcoat it and make it seem good for the people's eye. So uh, to the public eye. So everyone and is and we haven't had later down the road to read up on those side effects. And that's one of the reasons why I don't want to instinctively start reading because we haven't had that span of time to where we can know what side effects have taken place. So it's like you're reading, um, you're you're watching the, you're not watching a whole basketball game. You're only watching the highlights. So you're only watching the good things. I'm only reading the good things about the COVID vaccine because there's only good things being shown about this COVID vaccine. There hasn't been that time span to where we can really sit back and like, okay, it's six months. Now the COVID-19 showed that XYZ has happened to XYZ amount of people who took the COVID vaccine within the first three, uh, one to three months of the COVID vaccine. Then there's another span of people who took it from the, the third month to the sixth month and uh, you know something was switched up in the, the vaccine that maybe they didn't get these symptoms that the people who got in the first uh, one to three months of the vaccine so I just feel like um, the, the information out there is all good information we haven't had that chance to find out the bad information or the side effects of the COVID vaccine so instinctively for me right now um, I do lack the knowledge of the COVID vaccine simply because I don't I would I don't want to go out and just read a highlight reel about the COVID vaccine I want to wait until we can discover a six months to a year down the road of what happened so no, that's my answer. So it's it's very interesting that um, you all shared again. You guys reinforce the weight. You reinforce um, issues around uh, the term propaganda. Um, I thought it was, it's, and it's also very interesting to even hear um, kind of the various um, sources that are kind of driving your, your thinking processes, right? So my question to you is, do you trust your sources? Like when you are doing your own research, right? Like what level of trust is in those sources 
um, that you have, especially, you know, when you, when you have um, uh, your own personal thoughts about government, right? You have your own personal thoughts about historically how government has treated, treated people. So, so of the, of your sources of, of how you engage around COVID and the vaccine, do you trust them? And are those, I mean, and are those trusted sources people you know, or is it kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand kind of how you all build confidence in the information that you get. I have no confidence in the information I get. Honestly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> All right, I, I'm just going to keep it 100% uh-huh. because I, we live in a day and age where everybody lies. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, why would you lie about that? Who would lie about this? And why, why, why? People lie. All day, every day, about everything. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I, I parents lie to kids, governments lie to citizens. People lie. I, I don't believe anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I take everything with a grain of salt. Um, I can only go off of it. And it's really hard. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get this to keep it 100%. It's very, very difficult, you know, to have uh, well, not, a, not a moral compass, but just, you know, a compass, period, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're trying to um, navigate this type of stuff. Because, like I said, we're getting so much information from left and right. I can't decipher what misinformation it is because nothing's consistent. Um, it's hard. And so I can only go off of what my instincts tell me and my parents taught me. You know? Um, and that's what the most difficult part is. And, you know, and some people are more, uh, once again, apprehensive than others to move about, go travel, and do this and that. Uh It's like I said, it's, you can't trust any of the information. Like I said, the way you decipher it, it's hard to decipher it. It's just kind of like you just have to believe what you want to believe and just throw away what you don't and put your truth together, honestly. And hopefully you have enough common sense to make out whatever the truth, your truth is. Because, you know, some people just talking, I was looking like, oh my God, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? But that's still true because they know exactly what they're talking about. You know, uh, so do you do you all have any of your peers that you know of that plan to um, take the vaccine? Uh, Yes, (laughs) I've had peers that have taken the vaccine because of, uh, uh, you know, job contractual obligations and. And at that moment in time, I, I don't, I'm not going to say anything about that because that's your, your life or anything about, you know, I won't, I'm not as opinionated if it's contractual versus, you know, optional, you know, it, 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 it's, if you, if you had to take that vaccine to get your money, then, hey, go by, by go ahead, police officers, firefighters, if you got to take the vaccine to get in it, and then, and, you know, they're, they're not, they're making you take the vaccine or because otherwise, if you don't take the vaccine, some jobs are making you leave. You know, so I can't really blame somebody for that. You know, we live in America. Right. All right. Uh, to I piggyback can... off of Adam, 
Um, I don't mind. Um, there are peers around me that have taken the vaccine, and I want to. I one hundred percent support them because that's their decision. And um, who am I to impose my will or my thoughts on what you should do? If you feel like that's the moral, that's your moral responsibility to take the vaccine to serve your country or to serve your, to to serve your family, by all means, go ahead and do that. Um, I just wanted to get back to the when you're talking about like where. We getting our where we getting our resources from? For me, um, I'm using like a different a different a variety of resources. Uh, resources. One, I use the website and um, to find out like facts of like history about like vaccines and how African Americans were um, were used as like you know test trials. But I'm also using like day to day life experiences. When it comes down to like 2020, it 2020 showed us like this like the justice system is messed up. The government has been lying to us, and a bunch of things that has been exposed since 2020 has been um, has as the year went about. So coming into 2021, there is a bunch of just um, doubt with the system, with our justice system. We had the big Black Lives Matter movement. We had. Um, um, people storming the the capital and things of that nature, and it just showed that one side is is definitely higher than the other side. And going into twenty twenty one, why wouldn't the vaccines be the same exact way if we had three or four instances uh, that was on a global scale that showed us that the, that the scale is tilted? And for for me, um, that's my primary resource is life and um, the things that's going on in life that showed me that the system is, is, is tilted and why wouldn't that relate to the COVID vaccine vaccinations towards my people? So you, you kind of probably believe that everything that's going on with kind of like the racial reckoning that's happening within the country, the social reckoning that's happening within the country it's contributing a lot to, or or your your decision making to around or and thought processes yes. around uh, COVID and the vaccine because if those inequities still persist or 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 they exist, mm -hmm. then those same inequities are going to be existent in COVID and the vaccine. That's. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So, if um, since you guys talked a lot about information, what type of marketing information would be helpful or useful to young adults around COVID in the vaccine? I mean, I know that you would. It, it appears that anything that's appears to be propaganda in a sense of promoting you taking it would be something um, that you wouldn't because it's it's you would see it or perceive it as propaganda is that correct yep so what i mean but not only that it's also like no, no, no. i've i've learned to be very cautious Everything that shines and glitter, everything that you know, whatever the saying is, some some gold, you know, it, it's if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Mm -hmm. And you know, we just and it, it's not COVID that's 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 let me think about this. It's growing up in Los Angeles, California, that's led me to grow up like thinking like this. Mm -hmm. it's just it's just once again to me and hopefully my peers here is 
common sense. It's not even really anything about information or anything. It's about whether you have a common sense. And, you know, common sense ain't really common. So, so, so are you uh, saying or are you all suggesting that it's almost um, better to kind of continue to promote safe practices? You know, the washing of your hands, the, um, the, Wearing your face mask, the you know, carrying your sanitizer, um, sanitizing a lot of public things after you before and after. That, that that seems like almost the the best route for kind of continuing and reinforcing safety practices, other than encouraging um, young people to vaccinate. I I'd say. Um, one thing I feel like that keys in to me and um, would be media. So I feel like um, marketing shouldn't necessarily be done with the media because anytime I feel like the media is involved, we as like the younger generation feel like um, it's a lie already. Like if the media is a hold of it, if Fox News or if like yeah. CBS, if they're if they're covering it, then it's a lie. We don't we don't believe that. So I feel like if they want more youth to be um, to get involved and get vaccinated, they'll have to do it on a, on a smaller scale. Not because um, I feel like this generation is more about like um, like uh, genuine relations and things of that nature. So when it comes down to like the news, the news is, it lies. The, the news is known for lies and um, having their own agenda or pushing their own agenda. So I feel like if you really want to get the youth to uh, vaccinate, it have to be on a smaller scale. Um, definitely get some um, some leaders out there that that's not doing it for the media, that's not calling Channel 7 News come up there and report what's going on and come outside and take a, a, hum, a more humble approach on the media to um, promote the promote the vaccination. So just a smaller scale, being humble, being genuine, and getting those right type of leaders out there that doesn't really care about doing it for the media, I feel like would attract more youth to, to get vaccinated. And how much of, when you say relationship, is that pure relationship? mean among your peers um um definitely i would get some 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 um some like we're live we're living in los angeles so i'm just gonna throw some people out there that i know the youth would definitely um listen to like um a yg um uh, a lebron james um I don't know any baseball players, but uh, like a, a YG, a LeBron James, uh, Denzel Washington. You know, we have a bunch of like actors that live in our background. We also have like local stars of the community, like Miss Kelly. You know, so many youth know you and things of that nature. Um, we can throw in, you know, other nonprofits as well who that keys in with the youth and um, really have that connection with the youth. Every like if we partner with like three more organizations and then we reach out to some of these celebrities and to come out and provide information to youth of our programs and whatnot, maybe the youth would be more acceptable of taking a vaccination because it's small. Um, we're not reaching out to everybody. Body and um, it seems more uh, realistic and, and more genuine approach than going through it with the media. So it sounds like you're the smaller kind of like peer relationships, the small like 
mm-hmm. political leaders, and even some of those young people influencers um, who would mm-hmm. be most effective in, in that role. Yes. So, um, do we have any questions from the audience? So, my, I have one last question. So, you all talked about kind of the wait, right? You want to wait and see what happens. So, how long is wait in young people's time? Is the wait a year? Is the wait... Uh, two years, or or is it a period of time that you'll get to, and then it's just going to be an absolute um, definitive no or a potential yes? Well, specifically for me, um, I don't plan on taking the vaccine anytime soon within the next year. Um, not even within the next year and a half, really. Once again, like everybody else said, I'm waiting. I just need to see, see what's going to happen. I need to see what type of um, ramification this vaccine is going to have because, it's once again, common sense. Mm-hmm. Every medicine that you've ever seen a commercial with spends at least a minute talking about symptoms and side effects and what could happen. We know this. We're a fact. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, we're not even talking about long-term effects, you know, mental and cognitive disorders in children 10 years, 13 years from now. We haven't even got there. We're just trying to figure out if if the vaccine is just okay for us to take. So I just, once again, I'm very skeptical about it. And like I said, I can give you, I can say a good estimate, but... I can say I I can say by in the next within the next two years I could definitely tell you whether I would take a vaccine or not. Within two years I could definitely t- tell you that. What about you, Savannah? I strongly agree. I say within the next two years. It just it's not enough time to see side effects for three months or six months. That's not realistic for me. Right. I feel like everybody's and, so uh, quick to me, no, you're good, Jay. Um, I'm sorry, Savannah. Um, for me, um, it all comes down to uh, the limitations of life that you are able to live without being vaccinated. Yes, I would like to wait, you know, the longest period of time, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, twenty years if possible. But um, I, when I'm driving to work, I'm hearing a lot on the radio that there are going to be like limitations to people who have not gotten vaccinated. Uh, there's going to be certain things you can't do. And I feel like the government are going to like limit people who hasn't been vaccinated to like the bare minimum of, of living the life that you want to live. So in a sense, <clears throat> I feel like they may peer pressure or um, not peer pressure, but um, pressure people into getting vaccinated sooner than later because you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store at this time of hour. You may have to go at seven to eight, you know, something of, of that type of like uh, restrictions. But um, I would like the way, like like uh, Adam and Savannah said, two years, three to five, you know, seven years. But um, if it comes down to like, if I'm limited, limited on living the life that I would like to live, you know, going to the gym or going to the beach, or going to the movies, um, 
things of that nature, I may uh, be, you know, I may be one of those uh, civilians that get vaccinated just to have peace of mind and to be able to live the life that I want to live. Um, we already experienced um, being locked down for 10 to 11 months. Um, who wants to do that for another um, two to three years when you can get vaccinated the next day or, you know, within a week and go out and do the things that you want to do? So there's a lot of temptation involved when it comes down to get vaccinated with me just living the life that i would like to live but yes i would like to uh, wait two to five years if possible before you get vaccinated so my last question before we get into the woke moments and i'm going to give you guys time to think about what your woke moment is um and that you want to leave with the audience what makes you angry about this whole narrative around young people and, and COVID? i mean what kind of gets you upset about things that you hear in the public about your that, uh, let's say that we just don't care about it yeah. that's just that number we, one thing that we don't care that we're not concerned about our well-being or our lives that 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 uh you know we're not thinking about our futures we're always thinking about our futures that's all we have you know um I, I just, I don't know. I, I, to me, I feel like a lot of this thinking is also very much rooted in in just in so much of an old way of thinking. That's just my opinion. Um, I honestly think that uh, because I've had a lot of backlash from my parents on not getting the vaccine. You know, certain people won't let me into their home now because you know I haven't gotten the vaccine, or because you know uh, I don't stay in the house as much as they do. You know, like, it's, this is actually stuff that's actually putting a rift in between some families. You know, especially the younger versus the older population, because the older population, they want to stay alive, which is very much understandable. Like, like they, they, they but I also, it's, it's hard to explain because at the, at number one, the, the, the paranoia is, the paranoia is warranted. The paranoia is warranted because, you know, coronavirus is the you know older people are very much more susceptible to coronavirus than anybody else and a lot of what and i think what what people one thing i have found that consistent across all boards is that what people don't understand even though people say coronavirus kills you coronavirus usually never kills you what coronavirus does is weakens your immune system it's usually what comes after that kills you the bronchitis the pneumonia that's what kills you the coronavirus just really weakens your immune system. I mean, you also, you have symptoms of being sick, but I, it, I me personally, when I've heard of people dying from coronavirus, like, it's because they caught corona and then they got sick again after that. I mean, once again, that's only proven in my book. For the people that I've known with Corona, that I've had Corona, but like I said, it's, it's just I, I, for me, like like Savannah said, it's just the saying that we don't care. Like I care about my life, one hundred percent. But once again, like we're not gonna live in fear. Yeah, like I remember the world supposed to end in twenty twelve. Think... <laughs> like so. Right, Jay. I believe. Um, I think. 
what people are doing is uh, it's easy to point the finger at the little kids, you know, rather than pointing the finger at the at the government who failed us. Like we did our job for ten to eleven months, and and things aren't where it's supposed to be. I think as a society, we need to point the finger at the government rather than point the finger at the kids who want to be kids. Like we we served our time, we 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 did that, and now when we do go out, yeah, you do have a couple. of kids who are like not wearing their masks and you know but let's that we did stay in the house for 10 to 11 months and we did try to rely on our government and our government did you can put the blame on us but um as the younger generation i will put the blame right back on the government because if if the government we gave them their time and they didn't execute and within their time frame and now they want to point the finger at us and say oh we're the cause of why things are spiking and, and this and that nature but you're the cause of why this even happened so why are we going to talk about it and 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 i'm not going to say and i'm not going to say they're the cause of it i'm not going to go that far but there's there's also the there's they're 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 not making any type of remedy making anything smoother Yes, like, yes. It, that's, that's it, how it, you know, it's, you, it's, it's not, they're not making anything smoother. You know, as far as part of COVID-19, I lost my job. This is a miracle I got another job. I'm still, I was struggling for forever. You know, because you know my story, it, it, I was struggling forever. And even coming out here, I thought I was going to get my unemployment. I still haven't got my unemployment. I've been, I filed my unemployment um, uh, uh, claim in August. Wow. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's so many other places they're not helping. There's rental assistance. You know what I'm saying? The kids that need to go back to school because, you know, their parents that can't, that can't find any child care because they need to go to work. It's so many different things in there. Want to point the finger at us saying, hey, it's the young people that are going to cause for the spread of coronavirus again. Like, I think, honestly, if the government did what they were supposed to do, I feel like they provided the things they were supposed to provide, we wouldn't be in this predicament. And, you know, people could say, you know, oh, hey, where's all the, uh, where's all the, you know, where's your proof and everything like that? I mean, well, I can't have any because you guys aren't doing anything. I can't tell you what's to come if there's no, if there's no progress. Right. And, and I think all of you guys know that I pretty much share that everything around COVID and the vaccine is, one, it's a matter of choice, right? There's no right or wrong if you do take the vaccine, if you don't, or if you don't take the vaccine. What's really important, it's kind of like with sexual health or sex education. You can preach abstinence, right, as a way of preventing um, getting STDs and that works for some people, or you could equip young people with the tools that they need to practice safe sex. And whether that's, you know, a condom, birth control, any of those things, those are tools that are helpful. And we have to look at COVID and the vaccine the same way. And so now we're, we're, toward, we're towards the end of our, our podcast and uh, normally at the end, we share a woke moment or a reflection that you would like to leave with the audience. We ask that you start with um, 
my woke moment is or my woke moments are and who would like to begin first? Jay? Maybe you can give us an example, Ms. Kelly. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> already, Adam, why don't you share a woke moment? <laughs> Um, my woke moment, uh, I guess for this go around, my woke moment would be, um, I guess, uh, get everything done. Mm. Like, just getting everything done. Like, I, I just want to give a shout out to myself right now, um, for surviving, uh, Classes, COVID, working, bills. Like, I'm 24, and I just, I'm proud of myself for considering where I came from. So it's, that's, that's my woke moment is that I need to be, you know. Uh, okay, uh, let me let me rephrase it. Uh, my woke moment is this: is that uh, is that um, you gotta look at how far you've come. So you know that you can go farther. That's my woke moment. So my woke moment is um, is that um, we need to allow young people to have their voice to express themselves about COVID and uh, not cast judgment based on on their beliefs. Um, my woke moment is not to be fearful if you have or have not took the vaccine. You know, anything can happen both ways. So just just be just have faith. Um, I would say my woke moment just happened <laughs> probably like six minutes ago with what with, with what you said, Miss Kelly. Um, the um, COVID nineteen and uh, the safety procedures are is like uh following safe sex procedures like some people going to do it and some people are not going to do it but you just and um people passing judgment on people taking a vaccine or not taking a vaccine is just like the safe sex procedures you know some people going to do it some people not going to do it and you just have to live with it so my woke moment is just just living with people decisions and i would have never had that if you would have never said that so shout out to miss kelly <laughs> All right. So I want to thank our, our expert guests for joining us for this segment of Book Moments on young, on young People and COVID. And I also want to thank the audience on Facebook for joining us as well. Uh, please feel free to check back in with us and to learn more about Sanctuary of Hope by visiting www.thesoh.org. Thank you all and have a great and fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization, please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a Woke Moment wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA.